Hi, Rav Judy here with Baba Batra, Parakimo, Mishnah Gimel. After two Mishnayot that had dealt with the regions of Chazaka and the reasoning behind it, why would we think that someone who had moved into a property, that it might belong to them and what rights would he give them? Mishnah Gimel now comes to uh, limit when it is that we employ this notion of chazaka. Since what we've explained so far is that chazaka indicates someone's been living there uncontested for a while, then in fact they might have purchased it because there were no claims made against uh, their being there, and then raised all, all the issues around whether it would have been reasonable for someone to claim, how long do they need to have waited, and would the would the deed the person who had the last deed have even known that they were there. This mission now gives us some limits. Kol chazaka she'eni matana in a chazaka. First off, a chazaka that doesn't actually have a claim to how the person came into ownership of it is not a chazaka. Ketzad, what does that look like? How does that work? Amrlo, if the last person who had deed on a property comes and says to the person who's living on it now or you know, occupying the property, what are you doing in my field? So nobody ever told me not to. I don't know, nobody ever said anything in a chazaka. Chazaka does not allow that simply you have an inattentive owner and other people can just move in without even making a claim of anything, the fact that you are somewhere for three years squatting doesn't give it to you. There has to be at least a claim to go with it that there was a purchase, a gifting, a something. But just to say, no one ever told me to leave, that doesn't make a property yours. But if he says, You sold it to me. You gifted it to me. Your father sold it to me. Your father gave it to me as a gift. I came into possession of this land legally. Then, If a person can claim that they act, they have a claim that they actually bought it or received it, and now three years has gone by, then now we're talking chazaka. But just a, a blank, very bland claim of nobody ever asked me to go, that doesn't do anything. Um, also, if the way the person received it was through inheritance, in other words, if there are witnesses that say that, uh, that the person who's now living on this land doesn't have a deed, did in fact receive the land from, as an inheritance from parents, then even though one would, you know, the, the question then arises of, well, how did the parents get it? We're not sure, but we're not necessarily going to do all the forensic accounting to go back to the parents. If it's clear that the parents were living on this land and then rece- and then passed it down as an inheritance, so there doesn't need to be a claim anymore. There doesn't need to be three years of not having a, uh, um, you know, any sort of protest, but we don't assume that a child necessarily knows all the land dealings of their parents. The parents were there clearly living on it, and there were no protests, and now the child received it, so they don't need to make a claim of how their parents got it. They received it, and three years have gone by. That could create a chazaka. Now we get to a series of people for whom chazaka does not work because there are other good reasons for them to possibly be on that property. Okay, a craftsperson. A craftsperson might be living on the property because they've been hired to do some work on the property, to build things, to take care of it, to do other various repairs and development on the property. The fact that they're there and the owner hasn't protested might be because the owner wanted them there. And so the fact that so a craftsperson who's a worker who's living there cannot necessarily make a, uh, a claim of chazaka that three years have gone by and no one said anything. Shutfin are partners. Let's say you have two partners in a piece of property and one of them claims, it's all mine now. It's been three years and my partner never said anything. Of course your partner never said anything. You were partners. They didn't feel the need to say anything. So that doesn't count as a chazaka. 
a reason of sharecroppers. If you hire a sharecropper, say you're going to work the field and you'll give me a certain percentage of the crop and I own the field, you'll, you'll work it. So someone who's been in that arrangement who then says, well, three years have gone by, I was never told to leave. Of course you were never told to leave. You're working for the owner. The fact that the owner never said, by the way, everyone should know this is mine, it wasn't seen as necessary. And apotropin are uh, guardians. Um, you have like a court-appointed guardian or something like that. So let's say you have a, um, you know, orphans who inherit land and the apotropis, the, the, their guardian, their legal guardian is taking care of the land. Three years go by, nobody said anything and says, ah, it's mine. No, no, no. You were a court-appointed guardian. That's how you got there. And, you know, if there isn't any reason to think otherwise, the fact that you were there and nobody said anything is because you were allowed to be there because you were doing a service, not because it's yours. So those four people do not get a chazaka just because they were somewhere for three years. In the ish chazaka benichse ishtov, lo ish chazaka benichse bala. Husbands and wives do not get a chazaka by occupying their spouse's land because, of course, they wouldn't say anything. Their spouses, they're fine with the other one using it. That doesn't give you ownership. If a man has property that he brought into marriage that doesn't belong to his wife, but she's living on it. If a woman has property she brought into marriage that doesn't belong to her husband, but he's living on it, then the fact that nobody said anything does not establish a chazaka. It's just people in a marriage allowing each other to live on their land. Similarly with parents and children. Parents own a property and child's living on it. Child owns a property, parents living on it. That doesn't allow them a chazaka because we know why they're there. They're there maybe because their family allowed them to be there. Everything we've said until now is when somebody actually moves in and is just there. They're they're occupying the land. They're living on the land. They're using it. That kind of chazaka. But, as Mishnahic scholars, you may know, there's a different kind of chazaka, which we're going to explain now. And that kind of chazaka is totally different. matana. Uh, if one gives a gift, or brothers who are dividing a property that they've inherited, um, or someone who's picking up property that had belonged to a convert. When a convert converts, so their property comes with them. But if they don't have a family and their old former non-Jewish family doesn't necessarily inherit them, there's property that could be picked up if they if they die without any family. Um, so then uh, that might be available. All these things, if one goes and locks the property, puts a fence up around it, all sorts of things that improve the land, or work with the land, or take control of the land. That's a different kind of chazaka. That's a Kenyan chazaka. It's an acquisition by chazaka. Acquisition by chazaka is different than the chazaka we've been talking about until now. Chazaka we've been talking about until now is somebody who lives on a property. Acquisition chazaka is an act of, of demonstrating ownership over property that has now become yours. It's just, it's a way of acquiring it. It's a way of completing the transaction. Brothers who do that around an inheritance, someone who does that over ownerless property that had belonged to a convert, uh, someone who seizes a gift and wants to show that it's theirs and goes and locks a gate or puts up a fence around the property, etc., that's also called chazaka, but it's a different chazaka than the one we've been talking about until now of somebody moving in.